Yesterday, we started a Mimer. The Mimer is on the Pasuk, Hashem li ba'izri. Havaya li ba'izri. Hashem is amongst those who help me. The Mimer started off with two questions on this verse. Why does David HaMelech say Hashem is amongst those who help him? Who are those who help him? Besides for Hashem, and how are they more prominent than Hashem? And second of all, why does David HaMelech say that I should see the downfall of my enemies? David HaMelech should instead be asking that his enemies, those who are persecuting him, but Jewish people who are persecuting him, should do tshuva. And they shouldn't be his enemies anymore. They should turn over to his friends. And then, in the second Ois, the Maimer asked an additional two questions on the Pasuk, on the verse, that David HaMelech said, that the mitzvah, the Torah, was like a song, a soothing song for David HaMelech when he was running away from from his oppressors. And the Mimer asked two questions on this. The first question is, why specifically songs, why are we comparing it specifically to songs? There are many other pleasures. And second of all, why does it specify chukecha, which is one type of mitzvahs? Seemingly there are three different types of mitzvahs. Eides, Chukim, and Mishpatim. Why are we specifying only the mitzvahs of Chukim? So the Maimir first addresses why Zmiris? Why songs specifically? And in order to address this question, the Maimir introduces two other meanings for the word Zmiris. First of all, the word zmiris also means praise. That David HaMelech is praising Torah and mitzvahs. What's the praise that David HaMelech is giving for Torah and mitzvahs? That everything in the world is dependent upon the smallest nuance of Torah. The entire world is dependent on the smallest nuances in Torah. In Tanya, the Alter Rebbe gives the example that when a person is shechting an animal, so whether or not this carbon is kosher, he's bringing a carbon to Hashem. We learned about carbonates. He's bringing a carbon to Hashem. When he brings this carbon to Hashem, the carbon that he's bringing lifts up all of the worlds with it. And it is what allows all of the shefa, all of the influence to come down to our world. So the carbon is a very important thing. It's something which, through the carbon and because of the carbon, you accomplish everything that you need to accomplish in the world. And whether this carbon is kosher or not depends how he's going to receive the blood in his right hand or his left hand. If he's going to use the right vessel, the right keli, to receive the blood in it. And so on and so forth. There are so many nuances, so many details in the Aveda of Karbanes that if you do it properly, you've accomplished unbelievable accomplishment. And if not, then... You didn't do anything. You missed it all. This isn't something which is that difficult for us to appreciate. How the the smallest nuance can change everything. 
We know that every single thing in this world is made up of DNA. Right? And what's the DNA? It's a long string. What? The what? 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 It's, it's, <laughs> it's something which is a long sequence of numbers, right? Right? The, the, the numbers and letters. And and if you're going to change one of those numbers or letters, instead of one, you'll put a two. Instead of a T, you'll put a P. What's gonna, what, what are you going to end up with? Something totally different. The tiniest nuance, the tiniest change is going to get you something entirely different. Even something as silly as a phone number. As a what? A phone number. Is, if you type in the right phone number, then you're going to get a specific address. And if you type in one number slightly different, different by one digit up or down, you're going to get an entirely different address. They, they tell a joke. Uh, Um, they tell a joke of a person who was going on vacation together with his wife. And his wife went down. She, 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 she traveled down wherever it was. They were going to Florida from New Jersey. Cold winter. And his, his wife went ahead and he stayed back to finish up some work. And um, she sent him an email telling him how much she missed him and how she was looking forward to him coming down. And when she sent the email, she, she had to type in manually the, the email address. And by mistake, she messed up one little digit. And the email ended up going instead to, unfortunately, someone whose wife had just passed away. And the whole email is saying how uh, she left ahead of him. But uh, she really misses him, and uh, how she's looking forward to seeing him very soon, and uh, so on and so forth. How beautiful it is, and uh, how heavenly it is, and so on and so forth. And finally, she um, uh, finishes off the email to love your your loving wife. And uh, P.S. It's really hot down here. so everything in the world all of existence is dependent on a little nuance of Torah it's not something which is difficult for us to fathom it's not something which is difficult for us to appreciate the tiniest the difference in our Avedas Hashem in the way we daven in the morning, in the way that we do a mitzvah, if we put the tefillin on our left hand or on our right hand, if we tie it this way or that way, 
if it's black or pink, if it's square or it's round, and so on and so forth. Each of these nuances have a huge impact. They make a very big difference. They change everything. Whether it's going to be something which is effective and powerful, or it's going to be something which is completely useless. So the Mimer says that when David HaMelech reflected how important the mitzvahs are, how important Torah is, how powerful the smallest nuances in Torah are, it helped him appreciate that everything that he was facing out there in the world was not important and not as relevant. And that's what helped calm him down. And then the Mimer says, furthermore, an additional explanation in Zmiris is that the word Zmiris comes from Lizamer Aritzim, from cutting down, that it helps cut down the enemy. And this is also accomplished through studying Torah. Because, as Chazal teach us, Hashkem v'harev aleihem lebeis hamedush v'em kolamei aleihem, go early in the morning and late at night to the, to the Beis HaMedrash, and they will dissipate on their own. That means through the study of Torah, we're able to dissolve our enemies. And especially through the proper appreciation of Torah, as we just said, the shvach, the appreciation of the nuances of Torah, this is something which causes that the enemies dissipate on their own. And this is that when I was running away from those who were chasing me through studying Torah, I was able to avoid, I was able to escape any challenges, any difficulties. And then the Mimer says that this is all dependent on Chukacha. This is where we're going to continue in the Mimer today, in Ois Dalid in the Mimer. And your copies, it's on page, on, on, on the second page, on the second side, on the bottom of the second side. So Ois Dalid in the Mimer. Now, for the purposes of this Ois, even though we said that mitzvahs split into three categories, mishpatim, edes, and chukim. For the purposes of this ois, we're going to really split mitzvahs into two categories. Mishpatim and edes are going to fall under the same category. They're both mitzvahs which ultimately logic can relate to. The mitzvahs of mishpatim are mitzvahs which logic dictates, like stealing or respect of parents. And the mitzvahs of Edis are not mitzvahs which logic dictates, but logic appreciates. Just like logic can appreciate a special sign between a husband and a wife, etc., so too logic can appreciate a special sign between us and Hashem, putting on tefillin, keeping Shabbos, and so forth. So they're both mitzvahs which logic has a Tfisa, a grasp of. And this is in contrast to Chukim. Chukim is a mitzvah which, when you try to understand logically, you become completely lost. It doesn't really make any sense why you can't wear, wear wool and linen together. It doesn't really make sense why specific things are the way they are in mitzvahs, with, even within um, uh, mitzvahs that are logical, there are these chukim aspects of it that don't really, they're not about what's, what makes sense, it's about the fact that that's what we were told to do. This is a decree of Hashem, and this is what we have to do. So this is the two categories of mitzvahs that we're going to be addressing over here in Eistalid. Let's look inside. The idea is the two general chalukos, the two general differences of mitzvahs. There is mitzvahs the edus and mishpatim, the mitzvahs of edus and mishpatim sheyesh aleihem tam that they have some type of reason 
of understanding, of appreciation. And there's mitzvahs, the chukim shalom There's the mitzvahs of chukim, which are super logical. They're beyond logic. They're not something that you can grasp with your intellect, with your understanding. So the Maimer says, Heim shnei inyanim klaliyim ba'avedas Hashem. They represent two general paths of Avedis Hashem. And these two general paths of Avedis Hashem are what we're going to explain on several levels in this Ois and Ois Talid and in the following Ois and Ois There's first of all, Haveda Detam Vidas. There's one way to serve Hashem with logic. That's Mishpatim. The logical approach to serving Hashem. And then there is Haveda the Kabbalah's all, serving Hashem in a way of Kabbalah's all, of accepting the yoke of heaven, of Chukim. There's two paths which we can use to serve Hashem. There's serving Hashem with our logic, and we must serve Hashem with our logic. After all, Hashem created our logic. And Hashem created our logic in order that we should use our logic to serve Him. That means it's important, David, that you should use your head to understand Hashem to the best of your ability and to relate to Hashem and to appreciate Hashem. And the truth is that any thinking person, like Avram Avinu did in his time and like others have done as well, any thinking person that reflects and contemplates about the world, existence, reality, should come to a logical conclusion that Hashem created heavens and earth. That this world is a world which must have a creator. And that that creator must have communicated his purpose in creation to the creations, otherwise what's the point of creating them? And there's only one religion that has this possible conclusion that the Creator communicated to them the reason why He created them, and that's Judaism. There's no other religion that makes a claim that Hashem appeared to all of them to tell them why they're there and what he wants from them. All other religions have one prophet or several prophets who they rely on that Hashem came to them. They tell a story of a certain Rebbe who passed away, leaving his chassidim without a leader. And one day, one of the chassidim gets up and he says, the Rebbe came to me in a dream and he told me that I should be the next Rebbe. So the chassidim told him, it's all very good and fine. But if we're to be your chassidim, the Rebbe has to come to us in a dream and tell us that we should be your chassidim. But he came to you in a dream and said that you should be the next Rebbe. That's good for you, but not for us. There's only one religion that Hashem came and spoke to everyone in that religion, to the entire people. And that's Yiddishkeit. Because no other religion can dare to have the audacity to make a false claim that there was a mass revelation. Because a false claim that there was a mass revelation is a logical um, impossibility. You can't make a false claim to a mass revelation. In any case, there's only one logical conclusion that thinking can lead you to, and that is Hashem, who is one God, who created heaven and earth, and who gave us Torah and Mitzvahs. That's serving Hashem through logic. 
But you're not supposed to only serve Hashem through logic. There's a different path in service of Hashem. And that's a path of Kabbalah Sal. That's a path which is supra-logical. It's supra-logical and its expression is under logic. That's doing what I need to do because I know that I need to do it and without trying to appreciate it on a logical level. These are the general two paths of serving Hashem, and these are reflected in the mitzvahs. And now the Mimer continues, and the Mimer explains, and the idea is, the mitzvahs, which is the way that we serve Hashem through mitzvahs, there are two ideas. One idea is Aleph, one idea is that the mitzvahs are Hashem's Ratzin. Ratzin Shalemaila Mitam, Ratzin which is super logical. The Inyan Zah, this idea, who Bechol Ha Mitzvahs Beshava, is in all mitzvahs Beshava equally. That's one idea that you have in mitzvahs. That the mitzvahs are the ratzin of Hashem. Why do we put on tefillin? Because Hashem said so. Why do we blow shafer? Because Hashem said so. Why do we respect our parents? Because Hashem said so. Why do we not steal? Why do we not kill? Because Hashem said so. That's the ratzin, which is super logical. And in this Ratzin, which is super logical, what does that mean, Ratzin, super logical? So we know that the world was created with a Seder Hishtal Shalos. We learned in the last Maimer, in Adam Kiyakriv, we learned about the Adam Sha'al HaKisei. The Dmus Adam Sha'al HaKisei. What is the Dmus Adam? The Dmus Adam is Hashem, as he appears inside of the structure of Seder Shtalshus of creation, Hashem chooses to appear inside of this structure in ten spheres. The ten spheres, starting with, starting with Chachma. So there's Chachma Binodas, Chesed Gvuritiferes, Netzach Hayd Malchus. These ten spheres, the three intellectual, the six emotional, and Malchus, Machshavah, Dibur, and Maisa, they make up the original energy, the original limited presentation, the tools with which Hashem presents Himself in the creation of all of the worlds. So when Hashem creates the worlds, Hashem creates the worlds through these ten spheres, through this Dmus Adam, through this image of Adam. And that begins with Chachma, with logic. Because the logic is the highest level of our powers inside of us. That we have this logic inside of our brain, which is split up into the three levels, Chachma, Bina, Das, each level having its own energy, its own um, representation, as we saw also, that Bina Yisera Laisha, there's extra Bina that a woman has, men have more Das, and so on and so forth. So we see there are these different powers, specific labeled energies inside of ourselves. And the, they are reflecting these ten spheres which exist inside of Seder Shtalshos. But then there's something deeper, something higher, something beyond any of those powers. And that is, in Kabbalah, it's known as the level of? Malchus. Oh, the opposite of Malchus, the opposite extreme, Kesser. In Kabbalah, it's known as the level of Kesser. But in the powers of a person, it's known as the level of makif, makif or what's what's the level inside of a person? Ratzin, will. 
A person's will is something which is much deeper than any of the specific levels. And a person's ratzain, the essence of a person's ratzain, has no logic and has no reason. The lower level of a person's ratzain, as you see the ratzain expressing itself inside of his intellect, or inside of his emotions, that he has <coughs> a attraction towards something, or a repel, being repelled by something else, and so on and so forth. Over there, there's logic. There's a certain reason which is built into why does he feel connected to this, and why does he feel disconnected from that. But the essence of Ratzin is something which is completely super-logical, completely beyond logic. And that's the source of mitzvahs. The source of mitzvahs is a level which cannot be understood. Understanding comes after it. The whole structure of understanding, the whole structure of intellect, the whole structure of being able to relate to anything is something which evolves later inside of the process of creation. It didn't exist yet on the level of Ratzin. You can't possibly understand Ratzin. And you see this by a person. And a person's Ratzin, the deep Ratzin that a person has, there's no logic, there's no reason. It's something which is completely higher than reason. And that's the concept of Bechira, of choice, the true concept of choice. is choosing something, not because of reason, but just because of a deep connection that you have to it, a Ratzin that you have for it. We see this in the end of the Maimer Basi Legani from Tafshin Chavdalid where it quotes the Medrash that's quoted also in the Maimer, the Yud Aleph Nisan Maimer. That's, there was a king that came to town and together with the king there were all sorts of ministers and different powerful people. And these powerful people had the control to be able to solve lots of different problems that people had. So, in the town, there were different people inside of this town that wanted to make appointments, connect to different levels of government that came together with the king in order to address the needs that they had, and for a good reason. But there was one wise person over there who said, I'm not interested in any of these different government officials. I just want the king. I just want to choose the king. And in the Maimer, it's explained that this choice that this wise person had in choosing the king, that was a choice which didn't come from logic. It came from Ratzin, which is Lamay Lamitam. This is the connection that a Yid has with Hashem. A connection that is super logical. A connection which isn't coming because if you serve Hashem, He's going to make sure that your bank account is full. He's going to make sure that uh, this issue is solved and that thing is taken care of and so on and so forth. But just because of a deep connection that a Yid has to Hashem, that's the first level that we're describing over here in the service of Hashem, service of Hashem which is higher than logic and that's the mitzvahs which are Ritzayna Yisparach a ratzin which is higher than logic. And the Maimer emphasizes the Inyan Zehu Bechol HaMitzvah B'Shavah. This idea 
excuse me, this idea is an idea which is in all mitzvahs equally. That means every single mitzvah has this idea inside of it. That means that there are certain mitzvahs which we do which make sense. Like not stealing. But ultimately, the reason why a Jew doesn't steal is not necessarily connected to the logic. It's really coming from the deeper reason. The reason which goes beyond the logic, which is that Hashem commanded not to steal, and therefore I'm not going to steal because I cannot transgress the Ratzin of Hashem. This is equal in every single mitzvah. And sometimes it's expressed because sometimes logically a person may arrive at a conclusion that this mitzvah I should do in this instance or I shouldn't do in this instance but according to halacha according to the ratzen of Hashem that's not accurate. It's not a proper conclusion. And the reason why we're going to go against logic in the performance of this mitzvah when we're going to respect their parents, how we're going to respect their parents, etc., is because we're ultimately performing even the mitzvahs which are logical because of this essence of Ratzin Hashem, and we're going to see this more in the continuation of the Maimar. Uh, this is like, is this supposed to be compared to like a child um, reacting to their parents? Because sometimes like a child can feel an urge to do something that goes against the Torah, but it just has to be like a, almost like Kabbalah, so that it's a Ratzin, that they have to do what they... Right. We have to educate our children with this concept of Kabbalah, so, which goes against um, the, the American mode of education in many places. The American mode of education is that everything has to be specified and explained and appreciated by the child. In other words, the, the American mode of education goes against, to a very strong degree, the idea of Kabbalah Sol, that you do something just because. But in a proper Yiddish education, there needs to be integrated this idea of Kabbalah Sol, that a child needs to do something just because, because Tati said so, because Mami said so. But why? You don't ask why. Lech lecha. Avram went without asking why. A, ch- a child is also supposed to act sometimes without asking why. Yeah, even like a pe- adults who are older, it also has to be because sometimes their logic does not fit into the context of the if, certain mitzvah. If a person has this Kabbalah soul, which is um, integrated inside of him, then he's able to behave with it also later in life, in, and it can help him achieve proper levels of service of Hashem. Yes. So that's the first level. Ubeiz, there's a second level. So what happens, there is this level of Ratzin that we described. This high level of Ratzin, of Kesser, which is higher than the whole Seder Shtashos. It's beyond everything in the world in existence. But then... It goes down. It doesn't just stay over there. It comes down into Chachma. It flows through Chachma. The Ratzin flows through Seder Ishtashlos. That means that it's Neslabish in Chachma. What does it mean it's Neslabish in Chachma? That means that in the process of creation, this Ratzin now becomes something which is logical. Or if you'll take the ratzen by a person, just as an example, so you have this ratzen, a ratzen which is giving you a desire for a specific thing. The first step in the seder hishtalshalus inside of the person is that he's going to appreciate, why am I attracted to this? What do I like about it? I like it because I think that this is the best solution to all of my problems or whatever it might be. In other words, you're not going to go and vote 
for whatever it is that you're voting for, this president or that president, etc. You're not going to go and vote without any hislab shuspitam. You're going to vote and you're going to say, the reason why I'm voting for this is because of this reason. But there's another person who's voting for an opposite candidate, and he's also explaining it with reason. Because it originates in Ratzin. And the Ratzin then goes through Seder Shtashos, and it's Neslabish, it clothes itself inside of logic. And it's the logic which is coming after the Ratzin, not before the Ratzin. The same thing happened with mitzvahs. Mitzvah started off as, as this powerful level, this pure level of just Ratzin Hashem. That's what Hashem wants. But then in the Seder Hishtalshus, in the way that Hashem created the world, Hashem created the level of Chachma and Bina and Das and Chesed and Gvur and Tavares. So in the order of descent, as it's coming down through this world, it clothed itself inside of each of these levels. It was Neslabish in Chachma. And now it's something which makes sense. Of course, Hashem wanted that we should blow the shofar Because the shofar is a ram's horn, and the ram's horn represents the Nefesh Bahamas inside of us. And its call is the expression, the pure expression, an expression which doesn't have words to it, doesn't have... And, and any specification to it. It's just a cry from inside of our heart, etc., etc. We're shaking the little of an esrig because the esrig represents um, one type of Jew and the lulav represents a different type of Jew and the hadasim and the aravis and we're bringing them together in a show of achdos. All of these reasons, all of this logic, all of this appreciation, all of this understanding, it all came after the Ratzin, it doesn't precede the Ratzin, it's not the reason for the Ratzin, it's not why Hashem told us to shake the Lulav and Esrik, Hashem told us to shake the Lulav and Esrik, because this is his Ratzin. The fact that you're able to understand it is only after, through Seder Hishtalshus, it came and descended through Ratzin. And the same is true for not stealing. The reason why stealing is something which is considered a disgusting thing, a horrible thing, a lack of morality. And for example, giving tzedakah, something which is considered beautiful and noteworthy and exalted. The reason for this is because the mitzvahs of mishpatim traveled from the Ratzin of Hashem. Original, the Ratzin of Hashem, the same Ratzin that Hashem has, not to wear shatnas and not to eat meat and milk together, is the same Ratzin that Hashem has not to steal. It's the same Ratzin. Why don't we steal? Because Hashem's Ratzin is not to steal. This that I'm able to understand it and appreciate it and put it into the section of Chesh and Mishpat, which is logical and reasonable and something which makes sense, is because the Ratzin flowed into the level of Mishpatim in a way that is logical and reasonable and makes sense. Where does the will to understand... Uh... Mitzvah, mitzvah come from? The will that's inside of a yid to understand mitzvahs? Yeah. So that's the serving Hashem in a way of understanding. There's the two paths in which we're supposed to serve Hashem. The foundation of our Aveda, as we're going to explain more, is the level of Kabbalah's all. We accept the yoke of heaven and we do what Hashem wants us to do because we're yidin. Like a child who knows, you do what Tati and Mami says. Why? Because Tati and Mami said it. You want to understand it? I'll try to understand it. Some of it you won't understand till you're older. <clears throat> till you're able to appreciate the things from a mature perspective. And right now you just have to do it because that's what you do. But I want to run into the street. I love running around in the street. But you're not allowed to. Why not? Because Tati and Mami said now, if you're able to understand, I could explain to you that there are cars that are driving on the street and they may not see you, chas v'shalom, etc. But why are you not allowed to run in the street? Because Tati and Mami said, don't run in the street. 
Now the truth is over here, the reason for not running in the street ultimately is a logical reason. So it's not a proper comparison. But from the child's perspective it is. Because the truth by mitzvahs is that it starts in Ratzin. That means it doesn't really have a reason. And the reason is only to give you an ability to connect Hashem with your logic as well. Not just with your Kabbalah soul, but also with your logic. And that's the reason why Hashem made reasons. No, no. That's what gave, in addition to the Ratzin of Hashem, also Tam, also reason to each mitzvah. The 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 So now, in addition to the ratzin, noisaf also tam lechol mitzvah. There is also added now a reason for each mitzvah. Chutz mi haratzin. Yes, there's the essential level of the ratzin of Hashem. And in addition to that essential level of Hashem's Ratzin, now through descending inside of Seder Shalshlos, through descending through the different levels, now in addition to the Ratzin, there's also Tam, there's also Chachma, there's also appreciation of the mitzvah. And that appreciation of the mitzvah gives you an opportunity to connect Hashem also from a level of appreciation, of logical appreciation. Is it in a similar sense that we see that like Hasidus is a way that we take like the greatest, largest mysteries of the universe that we can't really understand or the secrets of Taira and then pack it into a way that we can connect to Hashem through the Rebbe or we can connect to Hashem through our Seichel by, by putting these things into a words that then can be printed on the paper and into a mind. With, without a question. The concept of Hasidus Chabad is taking something which is completely super logical and bringing it down into levels that we're able to appreciate it and relate to it and learn it and study it so that we should be able to, in addition to connecting to Hashem on a on a super logical level, on a Kabbalah soul level, that we should be able to connect to Hashem also inside of our structure, inside of our understanding with our own vessels. The way, like the, the construction of Hasidus Habar is just the constructing uh, all the, the difficult concepts in our daily mitzvahs to a level of understanding, like with um, uh, is this one um, I don't know how to say one word, but it's like a, a, a deconstruction, like uh, of all the process that came down here, but they like the purposes with the construct all all that uh, seder in the construction of the mitzvah to understand it. To relate to Hashem and and be able to have that connection with Him, a logical connection with Him, and that <coughs> that logical connection to Him is something which is important. But then, why some mitzvahs came already very logical? And some we had to like so build the logic. That's what the Maimer is explaining. So some that we have to reveal the logic, and some we could never understand the logic. That's like uh, the the mitzvah of paraduma. So the 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 answer is that the different mitzvahs are each representing different levels in our service of Hashem, from the super logical to the super logical, right? from the completely beyond logic to the very understandable and relatable by any person, any creature in the universe, even an ant appreciates that you're not allowed to steal. So that's um, the different levels of mitzvahs. And then within each mitzvah, you have the different levels 
of service of Hashem as well, as we're going to explain. Okay? Let's read inside. Vigam and also Zesh al Yidei kol mitzvah nimshach or vigili prati. This, that through each mitzvah there is nimshach, there is drawn down an or vigili prati, a specific light and a specific revelation. That means every mitzvah is accomplishing something. Like we spoke earlier, each mitzvah has its own phone number, its own DNA its own structure, its own perfection. Each mitzvah has something that it's accomplishing inside of the structure of the universe. Now, in the structure of the universe, there are higher things and lower things. <coughs> a mitzvah which is accomplishing something lower, so to speak, is a mitzvah which is much closer to us and much more relatable in the levels of mishpatim. And a mitzvah which is accomplishing something higher is a mitzvah which is more distant from us, more difficult for us to be able to conceive, to grasp in our intellect. But every single mitzvah has its own accomplishment. The ramach ivrim demalka, this is that, that the ramach pikudim, the 248 mitzvahs are the 248 limbs of the king, as we've learned other times as well, that like a body which is made up of 248 limbs, so too mitzvahs represent 248 limbs. So first of all, all the limbs are the same. How are all the limbs the same? Your pinky is you, just like your heart is you, just like your brain is you. Every part of you is you. What makes your pinky you? Why is it you and not me? How come when he touches your pinky, he's touching you and not me? Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm in that pinky. How do you get into that pinky, not me? That's the concept of an aver, of a limb. A limb draws you into it. A limb, every single limb is drawing you, your essence into that limb. So you're in every part of you, how? Through a limb. That's the concept of a mitzvah. Mitzvah draws down godliness into the world. But just like in your limbs, you have a pinky and a heart and a brain, and you can't really compare them, a liver and an appendix. You have all these different limbs inside of you, and each one has its own function. Each one has its own purpose. And there are also varying levels of importance. A pinky is not as important as a heart. It's not as important even as a liver. Right? So each one has its own level of importance. In the same way, each mitzvah has a different level of importance. Each mitzvah draws down a different type of ur, and some of them are drawn down very low, and some of them are drawn down on a higher level, on a more esoteric level, on a less accessible level. Dechol aver, every single limb, who kli lekoyach prati. It's a vessel for a specific power. In note 23, the Rebbe goes through this idea that I just described to you, the different levels of the Ramach Pikudin um, as the uh, drawing down godliness in general, which is the same in every limb, or drawing down a specific power, a specific energy, which every single limb is different. There's no two limbs that are the same. The tamim elu, you have your left pinky and your right pinky, they're not the same, right? The tamim elu, heim mitzad chachma de teira. These reasons come from the level of chachma of teira. Kameshehi lemailu, the way that chachma is above. That means there's the level of chachma in atzilus, that in the level of chachma of atzilus, you have a specific categorization. Chachma is already specific. The essential self which is drawn into each limb, that's like the level of Ratzin. But the specific energy which is drawn into each limb, as (coughs) it's specified and different, 
from every other limb inside of your body, that's not the level of Chachma. That's not, excuse me, the level of Ratan, that's the level of Chachma. That's already broken up, it's divided, it's appreciated, it's different on each level. You understand? Clear? It's from this that is drawn down through, in the parentheses it says, through a lot of Ishtalshlus. What does it mean through a lot of Ishtalshlus? That means the Ratzin of the Mitzvah itself. Why do you blow Shafer? Because it's the Ratzin of Hashem. That's completely beyond anything that you could possibly appreciate or understand. But through descending inside of Ishtalshlus, you have the reasons for mitzvahs. Now, the reasons for mitzvahs, they start off on different levels. First reason for mitzvahs is esoteric and deep and Kabbalistic. You're going to read these Kabbalistic explanations of the different mitzvahs that you do. You'll learn through Derech Mitzvah Secha from the Tzemach Tzedek that goes through each mitzvah and explains it on these higher, more esoteric levels and so on and so forth. This is something which is very high. But... Then there's also logical mitzvahs, in the revealed parts of Torah, in the chinuch you're going to read through, where it's going to explain to you on a practical level for many mitzvahs, why we do those mitzvahs and what those mitzvahs represent, and how to appreciate each mitzvah that you do. The hataimim, specifically the edes of the mitzvah, mitzvahs that are called edes, that they represent something, and then especially the reasons for mishpatim, for the logical mitzvahs, as they are practically, don't steal, because it's immoral to steal. Um, respect your parents, give tzedakah, because that is a proper thing to do, a proper way to behave, a proper way for society to live. This is why in the fulfillment of mitzvahs there have to be two kavanas, two thoughts, two, two thought processes in the performance of mitzvahs. What are the two thought processes in the performance of mitzvahs? When you're about to put on tefillin, when you go outside now. So you're going to put on tefillin and you have to have these two kavanas, these two thoughts. There's kavana klalis, a general kavana, the kavana pratis, and a specific kavana. There's a general thought process and a specific thought process in the performance of the mitzvah. Shemitzad haratzin, as far as the ratzin is concerned, shalemayla mitam, which is beyond reason, tzarech liyes hakavana klalis. Why are you going to put on tefillin? Because Hashem said, Rav Mendel Futterfas came out of Russia. Finally, he was on an airplane to America. And uh, this is years after the Rebbe had already accepted the leadership of Lubavitch, and he was aware that the Rebbe began Mivtsat Tefillin. He began a Mivtsat to, to help other Yidin put on Tefillin. He's on the airplane, and as a Chassid, he wants to be able to do this mitzvah now. In Russia, he didn't have the opportunity to perform this mitzvah in the way that it's in its practical way. So now he wants to be able to perform this mitzvah. He wants to be able to go put on tefillin with other Jews. But the problem is, he doesn't speak any language except for Yiddish and Russian. And there's a person over there in the airplane that speaks English and he sees that he's a Jew. He wants to put on tefillin with him. So he goes over to him and he says, Me Jew? You Jew. Me tefillin? You tefillin. And he rolls up his sleeve and starts putting tefillin on him. Me Jew? You Jew. Me tefillin? You tefillin. <laughs> that's, that's why we put on tefillin. Why? Because I'm a Jew. And a Jew puts on tefillin. That's what a Jew does. That's the kavana klalis, the general kavana. And that's the same kavana by every single mitzvah that you do. It's why you put on tefillin, why you eat matzah on Pesach night, why you give tzedakah, why you um, uh, wear tzitzis, why you respect your parents 
why you don't steal? Because me Jew, you Jew, me mitzvah, you mitzvah. That's the reason why we do a mitzvah. Because of Kabbalah's ol, in the parentheses, lekayim ratzen Hashem, to fulfill the ratzen of Hashem. This is what Hashem wants us to do, this is what we're going to do. That's one kavana. But then, there's a special kavana in putting on tefillin. The tefillin represents the shibud halev, the shibud hamoyach. I put one on my arm, opposite my heart, the other one on my forehead, opposite my brain, in order to demonstrate that I'm giving over my heart and my mind to Hashem. And so on and so forth. The, the mitzvah of tefillin has, the, the, mitzvah tefillin is, the mitzvah of tefillin is one which we just read about in last week's parsha. The mitzvah of tefillin is a mitzvah which has such powerful, practical implications which are unique to the tefillin and different than every other mitzvah. On a practical level, on a deeper level, on a Kabbalistic level, and so on and so forth. In the mitzvah of tefillin, there's so many deep understandings, and that's a second kavana. So that's mitzad ha'inyin, the time of mitzvahs, as far as the idea of the reasons of mitzvahs. There has to be the specific intention of that mitzvah. So the ois taraf, that there are two ways to serve Hashem. There's a way to serve Hashem, which is ratzlein shalemaylamitam because of the ratzin which is higher than logic, and then there's a different way to serve Hashem because of the specific power and energy that there is inside of this level. So there's the kabbalas ol and the appreciation, the logical appreciation. The accepting the yoke of heaven, doing it beyond logic, beyond reason, and doing it also because I appreciate it, and I know it, and I relate to it with my own seichel, with my own das, with my own understanding. So that's this Ois, Ois Dalit, and we're going to continue on this theme in Ois Hay as well. Um, isn't, aren't, uh, in, in the same way that Chukim are, like, without a specific explanation, is it is there a specific explanation for, like, Mishpatim in the Torah? Because it doesn't explicitly say. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it gives a reason. Sometimes it doesn't give a reason, but the reason becomes, is, is obvious. obvious, is clear. Yeah. So the, the, the different levels definitely exist. Right. No, 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 no. I could do it with the specific Kavana and still do it with Kabbalah Zol. Because the bottom line is that I'm going to do it even where that Kavana doesn't apply because Hashem said so. Or even where the kavana is not a powerful enough reason, a powerful enough impetus to overcome the obstacles that I have in performing this mitzvah, because that's what Hashem said. This is the thing about the so, so that's why you need the both kavanas in the performance of the mitzvah. Right? It's hard. On a certain level, it's easier to serve Hashem with Ratzin when it's coming to a Chayk than when it's coming to a Mishpat. That's true. Just like it's easier to fast on Yom Kippur to serve Hashem than it is to eat on Arab Yom Kippur to serve Hashem. Right? The word Ratzin means will. It's Hashem's will, Hashem's desire. So it, it reduces itself to, to trust, to immunity. It's just like a child uh, doesn't cross the street because, not because it's dangerous, but because... Because his parents told him not to. do that, and eventually at certain age, understands that cars come and go. Right. So now we don't understand who came, but who came probably have, definitely should have Absolutely. Every single mitzvah. Exactly. That 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 it's nifleisi 
mimeni. It's something which is beyond me. But Moshe Rabbeinu understood the reason even for Paraduma. And if you learn in the Kabbalistic writings, you'll be able to understand the reason for not mixing wool and linen or not mixing milk and meat and so on. So, so these things have a reason, they have an appreciation, but it's an appreciation which is beyond me. Because once it came down into logic, it has to be logical. Okay, excellent. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Michal. Why do we need uh, logic for every every mitzvah? It's okay that we can understand why we cannot mix uh, milk and meat because Hashem wants us. Hashem wants us to connect to ourselves. 